we'd like to take Jesus there and, and share the love of God in that place. So if you'd want to join us at 2 o'clock, that's what we'll be doing this afternoon. So this is just a little slip of paper I was handed. Coming up, our one set of missionaries is going to be headed to the field shortly. And I cannot tell you where they're going, but most of you know. It's a closed area. Christian missionaries are not welcome. Uh, they are going under a cloak of sharing how to speak English in a, in, a, in a Muslim country. But they're going to be establishing a church there. They're getting ready to head out. And then we have our missions house is open uh, at this point. The missionaries went to France uh, last month. We're trying to do a lot of uh, things to make the missions house better. We had some people donate some new furniture and, and several of us uh, feel about right there, don't we, Ed? About, about right there. Uh, that, that love seat was ever and we remembered. And, uh, but we had someone donate the cleaning of it and we praise God for that. We need somebody, if you'd like just a small job, we need somebody to paint the back door. We got the paint. We got the brushes. We got scrapers. Because the last person that painted it put it on the glass too. So don't do that. Don't, don't do that. And uh, so if you'd like to help out with painting the mission's door, back door, see me after the service. And uh, we will hook you up. Praise God. I'm excited about the message this morning because I just got it at 5 a.m. I can't wait to see what I'm going to say. <laughs> the Lord woke me up. I was laying in bed going over this morning's message that I had previously prepared. And the Lord said, mm-mm. Changed it all. And so... Uh, I believe he has in mind something for somebody today that maybe you weren't even considering being here today, and you are. And so he changed the message just for you. Or maybe you weren't even planning on tuning in, but you did. And God had a message just for you. But I think each of us will be strengthened, encouraged, and blessed by it. So let's stand together as we enter into praise and worship and thank him that he's alive and well, and he loves each and every one of us. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name. We praise you for an opportunity to gather together as the body of Christ. We ask, Father God, that those that are gathered here, those that are watching online, that we would sense your presence wherever we may be. That, Father God, you would invade our space with your presence and transform our lives with your Holy Spirit. And we pray, Father, that you'd let the word come alive to our hearts today and that we would enter into your presence, your gates with thanksgiving, and into your courts with praise and sense that God is in the house today. We praise you for it. Let us be worshipers in spirit and in truth. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 
be seated. Is this working now? All right, good. Well, good morning and welcome to Trinity. Uh, Grandpa Mark, can you come down the aisle, please? We want to thank any of our guests and people joining on the live stream. If this is your first time here with us, welcome home to Trinity. And we just want to thank you for being here. Um, we have an information card that will be handed out to you. Um, just fill it out. That way we can keep in contact with you and you can keep up to date with all the events going on here at the church. So if we could get a wonderful, loud welcoming for our guests. Um, yeah, so good morning. <laughs> You know, I, I, Jim, I want to thank you because I realized today, I know I picked on Pastor a little bit last week with the tambourine and making a, not necessarily a joyful noise, but a noise for the Lord. And as I was singing today, I realized why Carissa has never let me be up here for worship. I cannot carry a tune. So you have the combination of my voice plus the tambourine. You are a fighter, okay? Well, that could be two, yeah. We got, we got quite the row up here, don't we? Um, this week at Trinity, like Pastor said, we have the West Park Ministries this afternoon. Um, Wednesday, we have our morning Bible studies with Pastor, and we're talking about Haggai. Um, that is the 10 a.m. service. And then in the evenings, we have evening Bible study and we're going over 2 Samuel and that, so make sure you guys are able to come out and be a part of that, as well as nursery, girls' ministries, and youth ministries, rangers. We have something for everyone in the family, so we would be honored for you to come and spend your Wednesdays with us here at Trinity. We have a yard sale coming up. I don't know if you guys knew that, but we need helpers, okay? So if you feel that you are able to help us in being there, and providing manpower or just a presence. And if you feel like you are able to make a donation, please find more information out in the lobby about that and sign up. That's all I have for you today, so it's short and sweet. If you could stand with me as we re-enter a time of worship and we make a joyful noise for the Lord.
let your soul just kind of sing to him right now. As the musicians are just playing some chords, let's just sing unto the Lord from the depths of your being. Give him praise. I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Sing a song out of the depths of your spirit to the Lord. I will sing in the spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb. Lord God Almighty, Lord God Almighty, we praise you. Honor and blessing to your name. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. We join with heaven's song. Worthy is the Lamb to receive all glory and power and dominion. Hallelujah. 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 Bless God. Bless God. Bless the Lord. Bless God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he could put a song in your heart? Amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, singers and musicians and the, the crew in the sound booth. All right. I, I did that because I saw a, a post this morning. You may be seated. I saw a post this morning that showed it must have been down in South America someplace. There were people at a soundboard with AK-57s and, and uh, all kinds of bandoleros and, and pistols. And they said, the sound crew, when you mess with them, so I'm leaving it alone. They're going to leave it alone. Going to leave it alone. As I mentioned this morning at 5 a.m., I was going over this morning's message that I thought I was going to preach. And the Lord woke me and put a different message in my heart. And so I had to, I had to do a lot of thinking and, and praying and going to the Word of God, and I got my phone out, my Bible on the phone. That's what you guys are doing, right? You're not playing games when you're... Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Depends on the mess. Okay, thank you. Boy, what a crew. What a crew. What a crew. They steal my tambourine. They hide my tambourine. But... Uh, the message comes from a little note I left Linda yesterday. Say, isn't that sweet? He's leaving love notes. Now, it wasn't that. Uh, we had a wonderful day of blessing our community in prayer and in giving out food. You'll be pleased to know the food bank sends us, they say, enough food if we measure it out properly, to serve 200 families. And the average family size is quite large, so we're serving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people by serving 200 carloads. And we found yesterday, we basically, with all the tabulations, served, by 11.15, we had served... 206 carloads 
and we ran and we ran out of food. So don't go out to the barn. Don't don't go out to the barn today for extras. Uh, we had over 30 that it was their first time to come, and I was talking to several of them as they uh, figured out what line to get into, and uh, they said it. We just can't make ends meet anymore. So what a blessing. So we had we had been there, and Linda had been working all week in the barn with the prepping for the barn sale and uh, women's ministries, and they provide help to our missionaries and to ministries of the church. So she's been doing that, and then we had the big uh, food delivery on Friday, and then we had another truckload of stuff come in, and then we were deliver d distributing food on Saturday, and we had a nice lunch with some of our friends, and then we went home, and it's a custom in our household that a nap is in order after, after those adventures. So Linda was uh, taking a well-earned rest. I decided I had not had opportunity to finish mowing the backyard. So I went out and I said, before I collapse and take a nap, I'm going to do the backyard. So I got the mower out and Linda was asleep by this time. And you say you, you mowed grass with her asleep. It didn't matter. She, she slept, and, and uh, she was that tired. So I'm pushing the mower, and I got over close to the little shed we have, and I heard a noise. Bees. Not these itty-bitty things. Not those bush league bees. I had those big carpenter things that'll knock you down if they hit you in the head. And there wasn't just one, there's a whole swarm of them. And I said, oh, man. And I tried to mow beside it. They wouldn't let me mow beside it. And I tried to, I, I, I pushed on, and, and uh, they came after me, and I started flailing at them, but it seemed like more came when I did that than before. And so I dove into the, the shed, which was a sight in itself, and looked for spray. For the, for the flying insects. No, no, no. So I, I didn't want Linda to wake up and find me not there. And so I, I snuck into the house and I wrote a little note. And I put it beside her, her phone there in case her phone should go off. And she said, Ken, where are you? Well, I said, the bees are back. So I went to the store and got some stuff to eradicate the vermin from my shed. And I thought nothing else about it until 5 o'clock this morning. And that's all I could think about. The bees are back. And I said, well, so what? You know. And so I went to the scripture and I looked up some scripture about bees. And the Lord said, that's what you're going to speak about this morning. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word today? Not what's printed in your bulletin. Don't go there. Turn to Psalm 118. Psalm 118, right after 117 in your Bibles. You can find this. Psalm 118 
beginning with verse number one. Beginning with verse number one. David the psalmist is speaking here. <clears throat> he said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say, His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say, His mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord now say, His mercy endures forever. Verse 5, I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me on a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me amongst those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Verse 9, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations surrounded me. And in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Verse 11, they surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. And this is our key verse today. They surrounded me like bees. Sorry about that, Michael. They surrounded me like bees. They were quenched like fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Father God, help us with your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. On occasion, this, this happens where the Lord had given me a perfectly good message to share with you, and I'd studied and prepared and was all ready to go. I don't know what happened in between the first part of the week when the Lord gave me the message that I was going to preach to you today and this morning at 5 a.m. I have no clue what happened. Uh, I don't know what happened in your world. I don't know what happened in my world. I don't know hap what happened in the world. I, I don't know what happened. I just don't know. But something changed that changed what the Lord wanted me to share with you today. I don't believe I'm the reason for the change. I believe someone here is or several someones. Or someone who may be watching and you hadn't even intended. But when you got that glimmer of an idea and the Lord directed you in this location on the live stream or to come out to church today. He changed the message just for you. Wow. What a God. What a God. I wish he wouldn't do that. I <laughs> but, but it's so exciting when he does that. So I want you to pray with me as I'm trying to preach what I didn't study. Well, I had to do a lot of study there to start off with. I, I looked up the scriptures about bees and I, I found that they swarmed me like 
and surrounded me like bees. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of bees. I don't like the sound of a swarm of bees. How many of you have ever fallen prey to a swarm of bees? So I wrote the note to Linda, and that's the title of today's message. The bees are back. So I started looking at what David had to say, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. There's some spiritual principles that we find in this psalm about the swarming bees around us. So I found out some interesting facts about bees. Now, don't get squirmy. Uh, that was just a sound effect. Uh, and and don't, don't get worried, Michael. It, it's not coming back that I'm aware of. At least it's not planned on my part for that noise to come back. So just, just say it. One tiny buzzing bee is not what I'm afraid of. It's not the size of the bee. It's the swarm that's a little scary. One little bee comes out, no big deal. But when you start doing that, then it's a rallying cry for every bee in the hive to come out. Now, we've had problems with this shed that in years past, and every year I invest a sizable fortune in, in eradicating these, these carpenter bees. They're big things. You say, well, they won't, they won't uh, sting a person. They're just boring in wood. I don't care. My head resembles wood sometimes. Don't do it. Don't say it. Leave it alone. And, and, and I don't want to take a chance because they're big. And when they get about 50 or 60 of them, they make a terrific, horrific noise, and I want to move out of their range. So I, when they start coming out, I'm flailing. But it's not the size of the bee that scares me. It's the swarm. Now, I don't like the noise. Now, one tiny bee, I can deal with. How many of you can deal with a? One, one, one. Oh, you can. How about 150 of them swarming around your head, in, getting in your eyes and your ears? And one tiny buzzing bee is not your problem, but when you get a swarm of hundreds of them, you got yourself a problem. Do you realize that of all the animal inflicted deaths in America. Insect stings and bites are number one. Not just one sting, but multiple stings. She said, well, I heard that, uh, that bees, once they sting you, they lose their stinger and they can't do it again. You're wrong. <laughs> Honeybees, yes. Yellow jackets, no. Their stinger does not detach. It is a jagged weapon, and one single yellow jacket in the space of a one-minute period of time 
has been known to sting 50 times. That's one. Get a swarm of them. You got yourself a problem. Animal and insect related deaths in the U.S., the number one is not bear attacks. How many would be afraid of a bear running after you? You'd be smart to be afraid of a bear running after you. How many of you think a mountain lion might be able to do you in? A lot of people are afraid of them. How about sharks? How many of you gone to the beach and you, you saw that fin and you, you walked on water all the way to the shoreline? But you know, bear attacks, mountain lion attacks, and shark attacks fall way below the number of people that have been killed by insect stings. <clears throat> Beast sting related deaths. Now listen to this. This is God's creation. God's, God's uh, I think he's smiling right now. I think the Lord's smiling about this. This is a statistic from the Center for Disease Control. We all know how reputable. <laughs> Excuse me. How reputable they are. And the World Health Organization. Who? <laughs> this is their stat, not mine. Of all the people on planet Earth who are killed by bee stings, 80% are men. And that started me to think. Scientists can't tell us today what a man is or what a woman is. School boards and athletic associations say, we don't know how to define a woman. Uh, 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 politicians, they just don't seem to grasp. Well, uh, it's not up to us. I'm not a, a biologist. Uh, it's not up to me to tell what's a man and what's a woman. But a little tiny bee with a brain the size of a grain of sand knows the difference between men and women. Hmm. Whose brain is bigger? 80% of all bee stings or related deaths happen to men across the world. It's not a, an American phenomena. It's across the world. Bees are smarter than today's legislators, politicians, <laughs> and school board members. That's leaving it. Third thing I learned about bees is what makes them attack. Now I want to know that. How about you? I want to know what makes them come in a swarm. I'm not so concerned about Mr. Solo Flying Bee. I'm not afraid of him. Those swarms, I don't want anything to do with that. There's two main reasons why uh, bees swarm after you. You might want to jot this down. 
If you get close to their hive, they feel threatened by you. They're afraid of you. And one bee afraid of you doesn't do a thing, but about a thousand of them will make you afraid of them. They, they swarm when their territory is threatened. Put that on the back burner for a little bit. We'll get back to it. The other thing is that sudden movements threaten and they swarm and attack. File that one away because that's the very thing I did yesterday. They started coming after me when I got near to where they bored into my, my shed and I started flailing at them, very similar to Michael's flailing. Round of applause for Michael. He, did, he flailed wonderfully, wonderfully. But, but that's the very thing I shouldn't do. They tell us that, that these bees, when they see movement or motion, they see a bigger threat. They don't see one hand moving like this. If you've seen some of the descriptions of bees, they have eyes all over the place, right? You know. And they, so they're seeing 100 hands moving in their direction. All you're doing is one hand, right? One hand. Try it with me. One hand. One hand. But the bees don't see it that way. They see a hundred hands from all different directions going by their area. Movement attracts attack. So the very thing that we usually do how many of you have ever seen somebody out and uh, they're being attacked by a swarm of bees, but they look like they're crazy? You can't see the bee. You're far enough away. You can't see the bees, but they're... You say, look at that crazy man. Look at that crazy man. I'm so glad we have a large fence around our property. They couldn't see the crazy man flailing at the bees. Sudden movements threaten them. We'll come back to that. David begins Psalm 118 with these words. Listen up again. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say, his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron, the priesthood, now say, his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord now say, his mercy endures forever. Now, David was having problems. We read on in the psalm and find out that a lot of people are swarming him. Foreign nations, members of his own household, people that he trusted, his own children, people from other nations are coming against in attack to David. Look at verse 5. I called to the Lord in distress. Verse 6, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Men are against him. Verse 10, all nations surround me. If you get a close-up picture of the nation of Israel, it's still true today. 
They are surrounded on every side of people that are hostile to them even breathing another breath. People that are committed to drive them into the Mediterranean Sea as floating corpses. Look at verse 11. They surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me. They surrounded me. Verse 13, you pushed me violently that I might fall. David is under attack. But his focus is not on the attack. His focus is upon the mercy of his God, even though he's under attack. He is centering himself on the Lord. He is fixing his attention upon something that can overcome what's attacking him. He says, it's like bees swarming me, but the Lord will deliver me. Our, our tendency, as was mine yesterday, was to focus on the swarm coming out to greet me. And I was doing the very thing that made them want to attack me more. <laughs> I thought I was defending myself against all the bees. Oh, no. I was just antagonizing them. But the Bible tells us, get your eyes off of the bees that are coming after you. The attacks of the devil are like bees swarming lives today. Many times we focus on the big things that we're facing. The big giants. See, David had fought giants. Didn't faze him. He faced huge armies that outnumbered him 10 to 1. Didn't bother David at all. He trusted in the Lord. He was out positioned. They had him surrounded. Yeah, he said, oh Lord. He'd face rebellions within his own family and among his armies. But he used the picture not of a giant or an army, but swarming little bees. It may not be a mighty, brutal, gigantic thing that is attacking your life right now but a thousand little attacks in a variety of ways is like a swarm of Satan's bees wanting to destroy you. And all are flailing at them. I rebuke you. I, I don't, I don't, don't, don't do that. We just stir them up. But what's the solution that David comes to while the swarm is coming after him? He centers his spirit and his mind and his heart upon the God who knows exactly what he's facing and asks for his mercy. Oh God, your mercy endures forever. Far too often we think some of these smaller attacks that are coming against us, we can handle and you probably can handle a little bit. 
But the devil specializes in swarms. If just one attack was coming, eh, you could probably dodge, dodge that bee. Well, some of us could, but some of you would be on the floor in a heap trying to dodge the bee. Well, I can handle that one thing. I can, I can handle that other thing. Satan doesn't send out single squadrons of demonic force and attack. He brings on the swarm. He brings on the swarm because he knows that we're going to try and deal with the swarm rather than deal and fix our attention upon the one who can destroy the swarm and keep it from harming you. Boy, and don't you just hate the noise of those swarms of bees. I know it at nighttime if in the summer, one mosquito can keep me up half the night. If anybody was just watching, what's a crazy man hitting himself in the face for? Can you imagine stepping into a, a whole swarm of mosquitoes? <laughs> Years ago, we used to pastor up at Painesville on the lake, Lake Erie, and, and uh, we went to a graduation party one time. It was at a park right on the lake. And we were so excited. We hadn't been to a picnic in a while. And it was, you know, in the spring like this. And we went out to this picnic. How many of you ever been around Lake Erie in the spring? Anybody been around Lake Erie in the spring? There are these flies that swarm. It's not just one. They're only this big but they come by the thousands. And so we, we, pulled, up at the, at, we pulled up at the park by, uh, uh, in Mentor. We pulled up by the park, and there's people out there. You know, I says, well, what's going on? They having convulsions or what? No, they were all being, had their own little swarm. They came in off the lake. I forget what they're even called. The what? Oh, yes. And, and they come off the lake, and they don't just come in one at a time. You can handle one at a time. They come in swarms, and they get around your face. And if you wear glasses, they get inside the glasses. And they go in your ears. And if you say anything, they go in your mouth. And they try to fly up your nose. Anybody uncomfortable yet? They're swarming. But what did I say we were going to at this park? No eating took place at the picnic because of the swarms that came in. It stopped us from doing what we came there to do. Flailing won't help you. You can flail all day with those, those, those creatures. And they just say, oh, he's waving us off. The devil is swarming some lives this very day. Can I get a witness in the house? With a thousand smaller issues that keep you flailing away at them, unable to do what you came by God's help to do. We think, I can handle that one. I can handle that one. 
But it's not the single bee. It's the swarm. Not one single locust in the Bible was a threat. Amen? But when the swarms came in, nothing stood in their path. The Lord wants to remind us today that the enemy of our soul is on the attack in a thousand ways to get you distracted and flailing so you accomplish nothing of God's plan or God's purpose in your lives. They attack motion, but not all motion is positive. What's he attacking you with today? What are some of these stinging bee swarms that are coming against your life and mine today? Not just one, but coming from a myriad of directions, swarming and swirling. You can't speak, you can't hear, you can't see because of the swarm. And it has you dizzy in fighting back. How many of you got some health issues? Say, so, well, it's not a big thing, it's just a little this. Well, you get three or four little thises, and you got a big that. Amen? You may have started off and say, well, you know, if I, if I just get rid of that arthritis, I, I'd, be, I'd be fine. Then the twitch starts on the other side of your body. And the leg cramps come in. And, and you say, the devil's behind it all. No, he's glorified in it all. Because when we're focused upon these things, I'm showing my age here, but some mornings when I get up, one of my first actions is to pry my hands open. Any of you know what I'm talking about here? Oh, we're a healthy crowd. Oh, we're healthy. You know, if that's the way your day starts, you know, <laughs> let me get my fingers straight. Oh, still didn't happen. Satan is coming against us in health issues and he's glorified when all of our focus is trying to straighten out the myriad of swarms of his attacks. We can't handle the swarm. Family strife. Anybody got a witness there? And it's usually not just one little bee buzzing around. It hits from a myriad of directions. It swarms you. You can't see straight. You're swirling in the maze of these stings, these swarms of Satan, Satan's attack because he wants to destroy. Make no doubt about it. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to bury your kids in hell. He wants to mess your relatives up so they spend an eternity in a lake of fire. They want you so preoccupied and flailing with all of that, you don't live the life that God called you to live because you're flailing away at the swarm. It's not just one thing. You think, I can handle it if it was one thing. Well, maybe you could, but Satan knows swarms work. Since the beginning of time, since they were created, bees have found out 
swarms work. And since the beginning of time, Satan has found out that multiple smaller attacks work. How about work situations? How about troubles at the workplace? Well, you know, it's just this, it's just that. It's just that one guy that, well, two guys. And it, then it's, he'll swarm you there because it's not just your work because you had problems before you got there and you're going to have problems when you get home because the enemy is swirling and swarming your lives and mine to get our attention off of the one who can show us great mercy that's everlasting. How about financial issues? I mentioned to you earlier that yesterday we had over 30 brand new families come to the food distribution outreach. And I talked to several, and they, are, they said, we're having trouble making ends meet. This was raised. That went up. This I can't, I can't get my prescriptions and eat. I have to make a decision. Swarms. Not just one thing, but many. The economy itself. Fear and depression from what you watch and what is happening. Fear of the violence of our world and of our community. Personal demons from your past that are swarming your mind and keeping you from be, being on page with what God's doing right now. Hear the words of David in Psalm 46. In that psalm, in Psalm 46, he's surrounded by enemies again. He's being swarmed there. And he says, this is what God told him. In the midst of being surrounded by a myriad of attacks from the enemy, God said, David, verse 10, be still and know I'm God. Be still and know I'm God. Oh, church, it's a message for us today. You've been flailing away at all the things that are happening in every direction of your life. The attacks of the enemy and circumstances and situations and financial issues and health issues and mind de depressions and everything else. And God is speaking loud and clear. Be still. Shut up and listen. Just hold, quit flailing away and know I'm still God. I'm still God. And my mercy endureth to all generations. <clears throat> James 4.8 reminds us, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. How close are you today? How about we get closer? That sounds like a good plan. You can focus in on all of the attacks of the enemy in a variety of ways and the swarm that you're walking into. And you can get closer to him and all those attacking bees of the enemy. The Lord steps in and blows them all away. Whew. Because he's still 
God. And you're still not. Well, I can handle that swarm. Jesus said, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. You're surrounded by the swarms. I will give you rest. Yes, my message to Linda was simple. The bees are back. I don't know. I thought I dealt effectively with them last year. I sprayed them on numerous occasions, and then I put putty, wood putty, in all the holes that they had drilled. I knocked down every nest. I, 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 I went after it, but the bees are back. Now, how did they know to come back to that same shed? They weren't even alive last year. Their lifespan, their lifespan is minuscule. But bees know where a good hive can be found, and they, even though they've never been there, they know how to get there. Did we talk about a creator God earlier? That even a bee with a grain of sand-sized brain knows the difference in God's creation when those who profess wisdom haven't a clue. Satan is swarming today. Now, I told you that the one of the things is we need to, in the midst of this swarming, quit flailing and start focusing upon the fact that he is still God. And the best part about it is, if you know him as your Lord and Savior, he's still your God. You're not being introduced for the first time. Hallelujah. He's been there before you in the past, amen? He's been there through thick and thin. He's been through trials in the past and sickness and disease and financial issues. He's been there, for, and he's still God. He's still God, and he's still your God. Be still and know he's still God. But you remember, this is something the Lord slipped into my spirit as I was researching this this morning in the wee hours. The main reason that the bees swarm is when you venture into their territory and they feel threatened. And something in me started to shout. If we're not invading enemy territory, he tends to leave you alone no need to swarm they're not coming near my people says the devil we don't need to worry about those folk at Trinity Assembly of God they're just having church I don't care says the devil let them sing their songs let them pray their prayers let them dress up on a Sunday and look good on a Wednesday they can study their Bibles and everything. No threat to me. But oh, wait a minute. What are they doing now? They're going out trying to touch lives in their community. We're going into Satan's turf. We're taking the message of God 
out into the streets, to the highways and the byways. And the closer we get to enemy territory and people that he has under his power, the swarms are going to increase against the church of Jesus Christ and those who are part of this fellowship. And the Lord put a shout in my soul this morning. I had to keep it down because Linda was still asleep. The Spirit of the Lord was saying, keep stirring up the swarms. Keep moving in the direction of telling people about Jesus Christ and their need of a Savior. Keep ministering to your community a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. You just keep praying for them. You keep sharing the love of Jesus. You keep preaching the word and let them know there is a heaven to gain, but there is a hell to run away from. You keep on that path, folks. You keep on serving Jesus. I believe that Satan's swarms are starting to buzz a little bit louder right now. You know why? Because this summer, the west side of Columbus, you notice all the shootings, all the stuff going on on the west side? They call it the short north, but it's, we're close to the short north too. And the hilltop and everything else. And it seems like everything is escalating. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to my heart this morning. Don't you know why? You're getting close to invading his turf. This summer, Trinity Assembly is going to be the epicenter of an outreach to the west side of Columbus, Ohio. We're going to be bringing in things to minister, to touch lives, to tell people about Jesus, to get people into places where they can be set free from drugs and addictions and alcoholism, where they can come and find Jesus Christ as their Savior. We're believing on that one Seek and Save Saturday to have over a thousand people gathered on these grounds. The swarms are coming, but my focus is upon he's still God. When the storm comes, when the swarms come upon us, we're there because the enemy wants to scare us off from his territory. Can somebody shout praise God? I'm not trying to scare you. The swarms are going to come even more because we're not giving up. We're not giving up this west side to the devil. He's had it long enough, don't you think? How about some people going to heaven? How about some people being born again? How about the lame start to walk? How about the blind start to see? How about the cripple begins to leap for joy? How about the cancer falls off? How about the eyes are open? How about the leukemia is gone? How about all of the afflictions and the depressions and the dementias slip away because he's still God? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Pastor, you're kind of scaring me, though. You're saying the swarms are coming. The bees are back, folks. The bees are back. You can't get them, but God can. Your focus, be still and know that he's God, even though the swarms are coming. 
Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Listen to what he says in the remainder of the psalm. The bees are back. They're swarming around my head. Verse 12, they surrounded me like bees. They were quenched like fire of thorns. They're stinging like it's, if you've ever had a bee sting, whoa, it'll wake you up and it'll keep you awake. Swell up and all kinds of infections and your attention for the next several days is trying to get that, that thing to stop hurting like fire. For in the name of the Lord, verse 12, I will destroy them. You pushed me violently that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. Hallelujah. And I got great news. The voice of Praise and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. And when the righteous start having a song of praise, when we start lifting our voices to give glory to God, the sound of the swarm is overcome by the shout of God's people in victory. He's still God. Well, oh, I got to finish reading the verse. <laughs> The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. You can swat at a swarm and it just brings more on. But the hand of the Lord is mighty to save. The righteous hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die but live. And declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. The bees are back. And the little tiny bee doesn't scare you, but the swarms will. And rather than flail at them in your own wisdom and strength, Fix your attention upon the Lord who is still God in the midst of it. I'd like my worship team to return for a song of invitation. He's still God, church. He's still God. If you are inundated with the swarms of the enemy attack today, I have great news. Would you stand with me, please? We're going to invite you to this place of prayer. I'd like my prayer team to gather at the front. Hallelujah. He's still God. Can you just say it with me? He's still God. He's still God. How many of you with uplifted hands who say, I've been in a swarm of late. I've been in a swarm. The enemy is swarming me like bees. But the Lord, fix your attention upon him today, child. We're going to invite this altar to be open. And if you want to come for prayer today, brethren, have the anointing oil ready to go. It's like, a, you know, they have an epinephrine pen that they can stick in you when you get stung. Holy anointing oil is better than that pen. You know what? 
I believe the Holy Spirit wants to heal some of the stings that you've been suffering today. Some of the swarming that's been going on in your life. You say, I've been so wrapped up in the swarm, I forget about the Savior. Would you come and find a place of prayer? Come and allow the brethren. Just come and tell you what you need deliverance from or what you need set free from. This place is a place of victory. We invite you to leave right now. Don't wait for me to finish up. You just come on. Interrupt me by making your way to a place of prayer today and being prayed for in this house. If you're under the swarm, many of you shouted you were, then you ought to come and get closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to God that the swarms may dissipate in your life. Hallelujah. 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 Almighty oh, God. Almighty oh, God. Praise God. Praise God.